The deep yawns above the thunder. Whoever hunts deer without a guide will lose his way in the depths of the forest. The superior man is aware of the hidden dangers. She was dressed in silk, red and gold, and atop her head was a gold crown spiraling to a point like a temple chedi. She stood alone in the spotlight, one foot gracefully raised in the classic Lacan dancer's pose. Her left hand gestured downward in a rejection of passion, as it will be in the final dance on the last night of the world, when the stars fall from the sky and the mountains are engulfed in flame. Her right hand was upturned, signaling the acceptance of her lover and the primordial thrust of his desire. Her face was exquisite, her dark eyes impassive. Now the rhythm of the pinai and the drum grew more insistent. She began to move her hips, swaying to and fro as though summoning an invisible lover. Two slave girls rushed from the wings and began to unwind her sarong. She wriggled out of her clothes in waves, like a snake molting its outer skin, until she stood completely naked. She bowed in a gesture of submission, her slender body glistening with sweat, her bud-like breasts heaving, her buttocks moving in an enticing motion, old as time. The stage was wreathed in smoke from the joss sticks, mingled with opium and tobacco smoke. The smoke twisted and swirled in shafts of light like a living thing. The drumbeat quickened as the slave girls threw off their robes and stood naked, but for big leather phalluses strapped to their loins. A collective male sigh escaped the audience. The drumming mounted to a crescendo as the two slave girls took turns playing the male. Their bodies tangled together, passion rippling through them. The drums went wild as they climaxed with savage cries, their black hair flying as they whipped their heads back and forth, then sank gracefully to the floor, limp and spent. The crowd of Asian businessmen, sprinkled with the occasional serviceman, roared its approval. Green twenty-bot notes were tossed onto the stage. Smiling, the dancers came to the edge of the stage to pluck notes from upstretched hands, using only the muscles between their legs. In a dark corner booth, two men who had been engrossed in their conversation glanced over toward the stage. One was a portly graying Asian in a blue silk suit, obviously made by a Hong Kong tailor who knew what he was doing. The other was a tall Occidental, wearing the safari-style khakis inevitably affected by American officials and journalists in Indochina. "'There's the true seduction of Asia,' Vasna Song said, gesturing at the naked dancers. "'They promise that you can do anything, absolutely anything.' Parker raised his eyebrows. "'Are you talking about sex or power?' They are intertwined like yin and yang. True power is ability to indulge every desire, every whim, no matter how bizarre. Is that not the ultimate aphrodisiac? Vasnasong smiled. I thought you Buddhists frowned on sex. 
Although, like most male ties, I spent time as Naga, I am far from being Bhikkhu monk. Besides, Lord Buddha did not teach physical passion bad, only that to pass beyond suffering you must also go beyond pleasure. Only then comes profit, Vasnasong replied, his eyes twinkling. Parker jumped at the conversational opening, otherwise they'd be here trading Chinese fortune cookie talk all night. Speaking of profit, of this thing with Bunsa, can it be arranged? he asked.